Only a few years ago, IT teams and their security counterparts work in separate silos. But as the organizations face escalating threats and breaches, there is a burning need to converge IT observability and cybersecurity. Now, the single biggest driver of this convergence is the need to share critical data to help security teams improve cyber resilience. In today's podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Mr. Alan Tan, Regional Vice President Tanium, to share with us his perspective on the importance of observability as viewed from the lenses of the CIO and CISO. We will also cover approaches IT and security teams need to consider in the race to achieve cyber resilience in the digital economy. Alvin, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, perhaps before we begin our dialogue, it is important for our audience to understand where your organization is coming from. Can you briefly describe for us what is Tanium? Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, Tanium created a patented linear chain architecture, which allows us to communicate with each endpoint on a real-time basis. So the, the word real-time is being used a lot in the industry. I want to explain that real-time in this case means that we get back responses in seconds, regardless of how large your environment. So you think about the really large environments, right? Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of endpoints. Generally, organizations struggle to know what's going on. So since we can communicate to all of these endpoints in real time, we build the entire gamut of what's required on the endpoint, identifying the endpoints, protecting, detecting, responding, and recovering as the situation might call for. And that leads to a converged endpoint, which is how we go to market. What is observability from the perspective of the CIO and CISO as it relates to cybersecurity? And where do these roles converge and or maybe diverge on the topic? So observability is a relatively new buzzword. It's defined in the market as the ability to measure internal states of the system by examining its output. Uh, observability uses three types of data, metrics, logs, and traces to provide deep visibility. Uh, it's supposed to allow organizations to fully see, understand, and manage their systems. But with respect to cybersecurity, the question is what aspect of observability is useful? and under what circumstances will it struggle. So one of the challenges of observability is infrastructure complexity. There is a need to aggregate and normalize data across the entire organization for it to be useful. The sheer data volume and speed of security alerts can make observability a challenge. Many organizations say that their security broke when COVID hit and many employees had to work from home. If we try to gather telemetry from work from home systems, that presents another challenge. So it should be said that observability is a lagging indicator, even as we try to speed up cybersecurity insights with automation. By the time we gather the metrics, the logs and traces into a data lake, we are already behind the attack. So we should be really looking for real-time capabilities that shorten our time to security. If you can define for us endpoint protection in the context of a hybrid work way of work. I think we should look at this holistically, considering that all the endpoints, right, with respect to the entire organization and not just a sample population. And I say this because many organizations cannot deal with the flux of new employees, new employee assets, old ones that need to be decommissioned or reprovisioned for new users. They do not know how many endpoints that they have. In that case, how can they protect them? Unmanaged endpoints and often the endpoints. So when I say often, it basically means that the management console has lost track of it. They present the largest risk to an organization as they are the ones that are non-compliant and unpatched. When that breach re- remains undetected for a long time, since they are not under any management. So leveraging the NIST framework, uh, you can see what is needed in terms of endpoint protection. You have to first identify what, that you have the asset 
side, not just the hardware, but all versions of the software running on it. And in today's world of supply chain attacks, we are also looking at software libraries. Then you need to protect by maintaining cyber hygiene to ensure compliance with your organization's standards while finding vulnerabilities and patching them timely. You also have to keep your software updated and proactively detect breaches. Particularly when the hacker has penetrated your defense but is yet to be discovered, you want to have a way to minimize their dwell time. And when the breach is finally discovered, you want to remediate the offending endpoint rapidly while ensuring the rest of the organization is not compromised. When all endpoints used to connect locally within your physical office, the above was already very challenging. In a survey, many large organizations said that they use up to 40 different solutions and, and that means 40 different agents on each endpoint to achieve the above. Now imagine that we now have to do all of that with the flexibility of the employees to work from anywhere. Many organizations said that their security broke when the users went home to work. What we need is a scalable, speedy and secure communications architecture with each and every endpoint to manage and secure them as required wherever they may be. What is Unified Endpoint Management and where does it sit in the technology stack? That's a good question. Uh, and you know, the security industry loves a buzzword. <laughs> so the Unified Endpoint Management, right, UEM, is yet another buzzword coined by the industry to articulate the need for a single management interface to achieve what I just described. Unfortunately, with as, as with every buzzword, there are differing definitions of what that UEM needs to be capable of doing. With so many capabilities required to secure the endpoint, we are in fact starting to see the industry push back against the traditional best-of-breed multi-layer defense mindset in favor of a lightweight agent with all of the capabilities. Organizations are tired of having to maintain so many different products and the infrastructure related to each product. In addition, the agents hog the CPU causing slowness uh, and on the endpoint and disrupting productivity to the user. To load them up at good time, there's a joke that many have said that they actually have time to go and make a cup of coffee while waiting for the computer to uh, start up. I would suggest that a single management interface does not entirely solve the challenges mentioned above. What is needed is a consolidation of agents so that less CPU is taken up by the process and less network bandwidth needed for it to function and communicate with the management console. Consolidation into a single agent would be great to achieve uh, the quick boot time and a lightweight agent to enhance productivity for every user. How does UEM help an organization meet its resilience goals post-pandemic? Yeah, I think when I speak to most organizations, they are not necessarily looking for a UEM product per se. They are looking for a solution to manage the entire life cycle of the endpoint. That life cycle includes provisioning the endpoint with the correct operating system, uh, duly patched, distributing the correct software to each user with consistent upgrades to the latest version. And after provisioning, they need to implement cyber hygiene controls, enforcing policies and ensuring compliance. They also need to consistently scan for vulnerabilities and patch them, not just for the OS, but for the third-party software as well. They need security software that's updated regularly and the ability to respond if new threats emerge or if they are breached. Given the new world environment, many are also looking for a digital employee engagement software to ensure that their users continue to be happy with the computing resource provided. So there are a lot that needs to be done and many organizations say that there are just too many agents. This reiterates my previous point that there is a need to consolidate those agents so that less CPU is taken up by the processors and less network bandwidth is needed to function. Consolidation into a single agent would, would also achieve quick boot time and uh, the lightweight agent will enhance productivity. Post-pandemic, there is a need to manage any endpoint 
anywhere the employee may want to work from and this requires the continuous capability to communicate with that endpoint wherever the endpoint may be. What are proven steps to modernizing endpoint management strategies? Yeah, well, okay, that's a great question. I like to bring us back to how endpoint products were created to start with, right? The legacy endpoint solutions were created to solve a challenge at the endpoint. They never really thought about how to manage the solution. So we solved the endpoint problem and then we cobbled together a management console. And this resulted in many management consoles that's required, the many point products that's required. Each one holding its own infrastructure and each infrastructure doing a single function. Think about the, the sheer overhead uh, that's required for that, right? To modernize the endpoint management, I think we need to flip this around and think about the management first. How can we reach and communicate with each endpoint quickly? Find the neighboring endpoints that are unmanaged and bring them under management, you know, as a survey, right? When we enter an organization, we typically find up to 20% are missing from their uh, point of view. If you can bring them all under management, then we are ready to take on the many tasks that's required at the endpoint. If you can talk, you can make things happen, right? So this allows us to manage the entire life cycle of the endpoint man- uh, described earlier, leveraging just a single management console and utilizing the same communication channel. This gives us a single source of truth for the entire organization, regardless of whether you are working in the operations team, in the security team, uh, or in the risk team, for example. If you have a single source of truth, it solves a higher order challenge, that of creating certainty across operations, security, and risk. And if you can do this in a rapid and scalable fashion, it solves many of the issues that cybersecurity industry is faced with currently. The lack of cyber talent, the regulatory stretch, simplification and automation of uh, security operations, as an example. Our topic is strategies for more effective real-time security. So what do I need to have in place to be able to deploy an effective real-time security strategy? Yeah, that's a very interesting question considering we are all in the digital age. In the digital world, right, we expect that we can speed things up and automate many things. We use search engines and find all kinds of information quickly. We also become very precise and accurate. By using digitalization in accounting, for example, we can use accounting software and we get very, very precise and accurate with the accounts payables and accounts receivable, for example. But if we take that back and we say, let's have a look at our own IT infrastructure, and many organizations are still unable to say how many endpoints they have with any accuracy. When a zero-day vulnerability like a print nightmare emerge, it takes them days to find the offending endpoints. And when a software library vulnerability like Log4j emerge, many large organizations I spoke to took some four months and were still unable to identify if they still had the library in their systems. So I would propose that real-time security is needed. In the digital world, when we say real-time, it means we are using our digital capability right, to get the knowledge that we need uh, within seconds. Uh, we need real-time knowledge of our level of cyber hygiene. We need real-time knowledge of our systems so that when a zero-day vulnerability emerge or when we discover a breach, we need that kind of real-time capabilities to rapidly respond to the incident. Real-time knowledge gives us heightened situational awareness. Now, this is a very common term that's used in the cyber industry, heightened situational awareness. What does that really mean, right? Some people say, if I know more, 
it means it's heightened. I would say it's not about knowing more. It's about knowing exactly what's going on currently at this precise moment in time, relying on current data rather than data that you collected two days, three days ago. So the traditional way of gathering data into a log or into a data lake is far too slow and it presents many downsides to really understanding your organization's posture vis-a-vis the, the emerging threat. So real-time capabilities have become a necessity. It's the only way you can gain certainty that you're doing the right thing to secure your environment. Given the evolving nature of threats and the security solutions to tackle these, how can CIOs and CISOs optimize their approaches to security? I think the cybersecurity industry is a rapidly evolving industry. Hackers will think of new ways to get in, while the good guys will think of new ways to mitigate the new threat. In my conversations with CISOs and CIOs, Continually spending money on a new solution every time a new solution is invented isn't really a good strategy. A better way is to think about your business, what's important for your business, where are the crown jewels that need protection, and not everything that that you own needs the same level of protection. So when we look at network versus endpoint, for example, network protection generally is easier to deploy, but it's more generic in its protection because it protects the entire segment. Uh, it, It protects that segment equally. Endpoint protection, on the other hand, can be very, very granular and it's also the last mile of protection. So we can choose exactly where we want to tighten the security. In optimizing our approach to security, we always look for a force multiplier. Not everything is equal. Not every solution uh, makes you do everything better. We like to say, if you have certainty in what you do, then you don't have to think twice about whether that work was done correctly or done to completion. And that creates a, a very good outcome for every organization. Alvin, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks. Thanks very much, Alan. That was Alvin Tan, Regional Vice President for Tanium, on the topic of strategies for more effective real-time security. You are listening to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.